In Luke 1, 26 through 38, we, we kind of get the main part of the Christmas story, although it's, you know, much longer than this, and Matthew records things that Luke didn't record and all of that, you understand. But this is the main portion of it here, where in chapter number 26 of Luke 1, <clears throat> the angel came to Mary. We'll just start reading in verse number 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God under the city, uh, city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that, uh, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not. I mean, I don't know if you've ever noticed, almost every time when an angel shows up, that's the first thing they say, fear not. Because, you know, these angelic beings are powerful. They're, they're radiant with the glory of God. And uh, throughout the Bible, whenever they appeared, sometimes people needed huggies. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but anyway, that's the first thing they often say, and that's what the angel said here. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Praise the Lord. That's a, that's a powerful statement. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. So the angel named Jesus. Mary and, Mary and Joseph didn't name Jesus. <clears throat> if you look through the whole passage, actually, in chapter 2, um, Joseph actually had a dream where an angel spoke to him about the name and said his name is Jesus. But uh, his name shall be called Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. Uh, of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel, said un, uh, the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Wow, 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 wow. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall uh, be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Whew, <laughs> that's powerful. Uh, the Holy Ghost coming on Mary was going to cause her to conceive in her womb. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. That's what the world called her. But, uh, you know, with God all things are possible because that's, that's what the next verse say. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Praise the Lord. One translation, I believe it's the Amplified, says, No word from God shall be void of power or impossible of fulfillment. If you've got a word on it, it's possible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Now notice this. As soon as she said that, notice what happened. And the angel departed from her. Now that's important because that shows us that the angel didn't just come, wasn't sent from God. You know, this was sent from God. This, this is not just an angel deciding to do this. This is God sending this angel. So when we say the angel, we're talking about God through the angel. Um, this angel didn't just come to give the message of the supernatural conception and so forth and so on. He came to get her agreement. Because he didn't leave until she gave her response. And I want you to see that because we're going to emphasize that before we go here this morning. That the angel didn't just come to give, I'll say it again, this, this didn't come just to give the message. He came to get her agreement. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what Mary gave, her, gave God, you know, gave, through the angel gave God. She said, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. In other words, he accomplished his mission. He accomplished his, he, he brought the message and he got somebody's agreement, in this case Mary's agreement, yes, with heaven's plan. Yes. Woo. Once God gets earth's agreement with heaven's plan, here we go. That's, that's what I see out of this as I was meditating in this. I was looking through, I just checking my spirit, because I don't always preach Christmas sermons or holiday sermons, but, but as I was meditating on this, it just started standing out to me how much supernatural is all over this story. Yes. Let's just look at a few, few things, and, and then I'll show you kind of where we're going here. Um, this this uh, 
Let's, start, let's just start reading through a couple of the, 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 the things that started happening. In Luke 1, 26 through 28, 38, excuse me, we see this angel visitation. Yes. That's spectacular. That's just not supernatural. That's spectacular. And then in Luke 1, 5 through 22, we have the story of an angel visiting John the Baptist's father in the temple and telling him about John's birth. Now, we already read here that she had been barren. But the angel announced John's birth to John's father, Elizabeth's husband. And uh, he didn't believe it, you remember? And he was struck dumb until it, was, until it actually happened. That's a supernatural manifestation. Now, you have to, as we go through this, you have to realize from the time of Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, until here was approximately 400 years that had passed and there's no record of any manifestations of the Holy Ghost. There's no record of God talking through a prophet. There's no record of divine revelation. We don't have any record of angelic visitations. We don't have any record of a move of God. Even in history, but in the Bible. 400 years, people call it the silent years. They have, we have Old Testament moves of God. We've got miracle signs and wonders, the splitting of the Red Sea, Daniel in the lion's den, all these things, powerful moves of God, Elijah and Elisha and all these things, uh, miracles and uh, prophets prophesying and talking about the Messiah coming and talking about the future of Israel and talking about the end times and talking about everything. Prophets, I mean, revelations flowing and so forth and so on. A lot happening. Get to the book of Malachi, boom, nothing for 400 years. Suddenly an angel shows up to a virgin and announces a supernatural birth and she agrees to it and all of a sudden miracles, signs, wonders, revelations, prophecies, Holy Ghost coming on people. What started that back up? Somebody's agreement. Let's just look at some of these. I mean, these, these are amazing. Luke, we just read the angel visiting Mary. She agreed. Suddenly, John the Baptist's uh, father has a visitation in the uh, temple and announces John's birth. Then Luke 1, 41 through 45. You don't have to write these down if you don't want to, but just write down the references if you'd like. Luke 1, 41 through 45. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Ghost when Mary comes to visit her and begins to prophesy. Then in Luke 1, 46 through 55, Mary, the Holy Ghost comes on her and she prophesies. When Elizabeth is prophesying or whenever Mary came to Elizabeth and, the, and, uh, and uh, she had, uh, uh, Elizabeth had conceived, John's in her womb. <clears throat> whenever she arrived, Mary arrived, Elizabeth, the Holy Ghost came on John in the womb and he was filled with the Holy Ghost and leaped for joy. <laughs> Suddenly, the Holy Ghost is moving everywhere. And then Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Ghost, and she prophesies. We read, we, we gave you that reference. And then at the end of that, Mary starts prophesying. So the anointing starts falling on people. And what is this all about? What are these things happening all about? They're to start advancing the plan. Because somebody said yes. As soon as somebody said yes, the manifestations of the Spirit start happening to bring it to pass. Wow, wow, wow. So in Luke uh, 1, 45, or excuse me, 46 to 55, Mary prophesies. And then John the Baptist is born in Luke 1, 64, and then 67 through 79. And when he's born, they're asking, who, what's his name? And John the Baptist's father said, give me a pad. And he writes down his name as John. They were all amazed, and his tongue it was loose, because remember, he couldn't talk. And then suddenly, he starts prophesying. And then we've got Luke 1, 41 and 44, where I just said John was filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb and leaped for joy. I mean, John was the first one to have a Holy Ghost jump. You think we're wild. John said, oh, I started doing that when I was in my mother's womb. <laughs> Luke, Luke 1, 2, uh, excuse me, Luke 2, 8 through 13, probably Gabriel, doesn't say, but it was an angel, announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds. And a multitude of angels, after that announcement's done, a multitude of angels comes out of heaven glorifying God. This is a whole lot of supernatural. 
Then in Luke 2, 25 through 38, Simeon and Anna in the temple see Jesus coming in on the eighth day to be, to be uh, dedicated, you know. And, uh, and they come in by the Holy Ghost and say, this is the Messiah. They got that by revelation gifts. This is all pretty much pretty powerful, isn't it? Mary, actually Mary and Joseph's agreement because if you read over in the, uh, we'll, we'll look at some verses uh, about Joseph. But Mary and Joseph's agreement set God's plan immediately in mo- motion. Yes. And then that plan, see Jesus is, is the plan. Then that plan brought great opposition. The king heard about it and wanted to kill Jesus. Because he was, uh, it was prophesied that he was going to be a king. Well, Herod didn't want anybody uh, being king instead of him or his seed. So, in Matthew 1, 18 through 2, 23, Joseph had four separate dreams. Matthew 1, 18 through 2, 23, Joseph had four separate dreams. Number one, the first dream was he was tempted to, when there was found out Mary was pregnant, he was tempted to put her away because, you know, he thought she was fooling around. And so, you know, any, any righteous good man would, would say, well, what's going on here? I mean, have you know, uh, in the natural mind, there's only one way this could have happened. So he's tempted to put her away. And an angel comes to him in a dream and says, fear not to take her unto yourself as your, as your wife. What she has conceived is from the Holy Ghost. Whew, that stopped that plan. I'm not, you know, the plan to divert the plan. Satan's plan to divert the plan. And then the wise men show up. If you read Matthew's account, Luke doesn't record it, but the wise men show up and uh, because they were led by that star and uh, they found Jesus. Now, what that star was, I don't know. Somebody said it was this or that. I don't know if anybody knows. Well, was this planet, this constellation? I don't know. Who knows? Could have been just an angel, just, you know. But anyway, that doesn't matter. The point is, uh, why why are we singing about a star and a starry night and so forth and so on when it ought to be about Jesus anyway? Anyway. Bah humbug, you know, just, <laughs> but, but no, that, 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 and so they find Jesus, the wise men, and they come and they bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's very valuable stuff. And they present it and worship him. And then Herod had an agreement with them, find out where he is, and then come back and tell me. And because I want to come, yeah, I want to come worship him too. Well, that wasn't true. He was trying to find out where he was because he was going to kill him. And so the wise men on their way back had a dream. And an angel said to them, don't go back to King Herod because he wants to kill him. So they took a route a different direction. See, the the plan is now in motion. Somebody agreed, but yet that plan drew opposition. And Satan's trying to undo this plan, and yet the supernatural is in full manifestation to stop every scheme of the enemy. How did, that, how, did this, how did this start happening? How did they get into this? Somebody agreed. Somebody said yes to the plan. Be it unto me according to your will. And then the, as soon as the wise men left, this is on Matthew's account. Uh, I got references if you want to write it down. I'll just look for them here. But as soon as the wise men left, uh, uh, well, I already gave you the reference, Matthew 1, 18 through 223. Joseph has another dream. And in the dream, an angel appears to him and says, take the child over into Egypt. Uh, Herod, the king, wants to kill him. So in the nighttime, he takes Jesus and Mary, of course, over into Egypt. And they lived over there probably for two years, people say. Well, that was already provided for supernaturally by the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It takes money to pick up your, you know, household and move to a foreign country, you know. And who knows how much he could work over there. Who knows what the laws said or whatever. But that was provided for supernaturally because somebody agreed. I'm telling you that the plan has a funding. The plan has a funding. So, so they go over there, and uh, they're living over there. 
And the Bible says in that passage, within that section of verses I just gave you, that whenever Herod died, of course, the news didn't travel as well back then as it does now, but Herod died, Joseph has another dream. In the dream, he says, okay, those who sought his life are dead. You can go back to Israel. Take the child and go back to Israel. So he goes back to Israel. He comes, and so that's a third dream. And then he gets into Israel, and he finds out Herod's son is in charge. Yeah. Herod's son is now king. Yeah. And he's like, whoa. This still might be dangerous. And he has another dream. God said, fear not. (laughs) If you read that whole passage. So dreams, prophecies, Holy Ghost coming on people. Why? Advancing the plan. Advancing the plan. Let me say this. You say yes to the plan. You've said yes to all of heaven's resources, all the anointings, all the power, all the supply, all the, all the funding, everything you need to fulfill God's plan. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You'll get manifestations over and over again and enable you to fulfill it. And so... Um, that supernatural provision is Job twenty two twenty one. if you ever thought about that verse in, in the context of this. Job twenty two twenty one in the Amplified, acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. Agree with God. Agree with what? Well, his word, first of all. But anything that he shows is his plan for your life. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will. In other words, that means don't just say yes and then do something else. Act on the, 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 the agreement. Yes, sir. And uh, he said, and thereby good, uh, uh, and be at peace, and by that you shall prosper, and great good shall come unto thee. Yes. Isn't that what happened to them? They agreed. Actually, Joseph did too. I mean, all these dreams, he's, he's following the plan. Yes. They both agreed. Yes. And, and all of this abundance, all these manifestations... All the equipment of heaven. See, what, what, what's happening is earth s- agreed with heaven and therefore it got everything heaven had. God needs people to steward his plan in the earth today just as much as back then. Amen. And really, Mary stewarded the plan of God for her life by agreeing with it and speaking her faith. Let me tell you two things that agreement is. Agreement is mixing your faith with something that God says you, he wants you to do. Agreement is also mixing your consecration with it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Some people try to walk by faith without consecration, and their lack of consecration takes them out. You have to say yes and keep on saying yes. I'm sure there was more than one day that Mary had, say, Mary had to say, I agree, I, be it unto me according. Because there was opposition. I mean... It drew the attention of the king trying to kill your baby. I mean, now you know there was times she said, I didn't sign up for all, but she had to hold herself in that agreement. And as she continued with that agreement, the power kept working. The Holy Ghost kept moving to save the child, to provide for everything they needed. Some people, see, that's, that's Mary stewarding the plan of God <clears throat> by her faith and her agreement and her consecration. But um, uh, that, that, that I'm sure many people, because many people, they think they're struggling in the area of prosperity when I think their real struggle is with agreement. Agreeing with the plan of God. Somebody said, but I don't know what the will of God is. Just start with the word. Just start Amen. with the Bible. Amen. Amen. Forsake not your assembling of yourselves together. Well, you know, but I got this, I got that. I can't, you know. Oh, you're disagreeing. And then struggling and think it's about, you know, I don't know why I'm not, I'm, I'm struggling. You're struggling because you're, you're struggling to agree. Praise the Lord. Keep smiling. Many people are waiting for God to give them money so they can fulfill the plan, but that's wrong thinking. Get in the plan, and the plan will fund your life. 
you know Mary and Joseph had never seen the kind of finances that showed up. Frankincense, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They had never seen anything like that. But why are they seeing it now? They said yes to the plan. Are you still out there? You're going home. A lot of times people that are, that are holding back by taking steps into the plan, they're holding back the funding God has for that plan. Create a need by stepping out in what God told you to do. Then he'll supply all your needs. Somebody said, well, I have a need. Not until you say yes to the plan. Yeah, but I have a need over here. That's your plan. God's not going to fund your plan. He's going to fund his plan. Doesn't feel real Christmassy on that, but you know, just. So don't hold back. Create the need. Step out into the plan and the money will show up. Money, if you understand what money is, it's a tool to do the plan. That's what it really is. Increase comes when you don't think about money, but you focus on the plan. Amen. His thoughts, uh, his thoughts, his plan is what fills your thoughts. The more I grow spiritually, the less I think about money. I'm just like, what did God say do? Okay, let's do that. Amen. See, I'm sure Mary and Joseph never saw the kind of supply that showed up in gold, frankincense, and myrrh until, because that's supernatural. This is not natural money. Joseph didn't go down there to the job and earn that. This is supernatural money. But, you know, that provision, I'm sure they never saw anything like that. But why is it showing up now? They said yes. They agreed. They said yes to the plan. The plan has a funding from heaven. (laughs) They weren't seeking the money. They were seeking the plan. They just said, oh, this is your plan for us? Be it unto us according to your will. They were focused on the plan. And all of a sudden, as they were carrying out the plan, this money shows up. They're going, we haven't ever seen anything like that before. Uh, Lester Summerall said, when God spoke to him to start TV stations, he said, He said, he said, yes. He said he didn't have any money, but he said yes, and he signed on the line to buy the TV station. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said yes to the plan. And people started uh, coming to him and giving him $10,000 at a time, $100,000 at a time. And he went to God and said, I've never seen any money like this. And God said, you never had a TV station before either. <laughs> TV station requires a funding. Yes, yes. But, but if heaven says do it, now if you, if you just decide to do it, you got to fund it. Yes. But if heaven says do it, and it, cre- it creates a bigger need, then heaven has to fund that. And you'll step into something that you've never seen before. Amen. The Spirit of God told me that by stepping into his plan to obey in starting the second church, if we had not done that, he said we would not have stepped into the supply for the airplane that we've stepped into. That's what the Lord told me. I wasn't thinking that in my mind, but he told me that. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He was saying if we would have not agreed, if we would have lacked agreement, he said, then we would have limited what he could do. That's what he was really saying. Amen. If we had disagreed with the plan, it wasn't, it would not have been that God would not have had that available to us. It was that we wouldn't have tapped into it. We would have stopped it, although it was available by just saying no to the plan. I don't know if that, that's sinking into you like it's sinking into me this morning. Listen to Philip's, uh, excuse me, uh, Philippians 4.19. This verse we're so familiar with. My God shall supply our need, remember? According to his riches in glory. Hudson says, on the scale of his wealth. Yeah. 
Now that I've tapped in a little bit of his wealth, I'm done with mine. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, hallelujah. Done. Hallelujah. Done, done. Yeah. Done, done. That's right. I said done, done. Yes. <clears throat> On the scale of his wealth. Jerusalem Bible, in return, my God will fulfill all your needs in Christ Jesus as lavishly as only God can. Are you still out there? The supply is for the need. It's for the plan. It's, it's for the plan. And when you step into the plan, you created a need. And that's what the supply is for. Hallelujah. The supply has been laid up for the plan. It, it doesn't get created when you show up to the plan. It just gets accessed when you show up to the plan with your agreement and with your faith. <laughs> oh, my, my. The funding that Joseph and Mary's tapped into was on the scale of heaven's wealth. And it was lavish like only God could do. Has anyone here ever um, seen one of these videos, you know, that... Um, People, you know, you see these on TV sometimes where uh, a little girl, it's, it's, somebody's got a camera ready in their video in this. A little girl may be out in an area where there's shop, outdoor shopping going on. Or sometimes it's indoors or maybe there's a lot of tourists around. Um, a little girl will walk up to, a, a, there's a, just a single street performer out there uh, waiting for somebody to put something in a box. And a little girl will walk up and put a contribution in that little contribution box. And a flash mob breaks out. You ever seen that? Anybody know what a flash mob is? And uh, some of you, I can tell you don't know what I'm talking about. But it's where, it's where uh, people are, people of a, uh, I guess a musical group or something, they're all there at, at the spot ready to perform a special, but they're milling around looking like tourists. But as soon as the cue is yeah. given, yeah. they all begin to sing. Maybe some guys over here, five guys, throw off trench coats, pull out a trumpet and start tr blowing, you know. And it's a performance. It's a, it's a musical. Yeah. They're singing and dancing and yeah. playing, you know, yeah. Yeah. whatever. Maybe sometimes Christmas music or whatever. Yeah. But have you ever seen something like that? Yeah. Hallelujah. Say, so what, what on earth are you talking about, Pastor? Well, Mary, see, well, that whole thing was present and ready to go into operation, it just needed somebody's contribution. As soon as that little girl, she's probably part of the skit, you know, but she goes up there and puts her little dollar in that little contribution box, and the whole flash mob breaks out. Well, heaven is standing by. You can't see that all the supply is there to have a breakout. Right? God looks for somebody to agree, and as soon as they agree, that's earth's contribution. As soon as earth agrees, somebody agrees, all of a sudden, there's a breakout of the miraculous. There's a breakout of, 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 of anointing and manifestations of the Holy Ghost and supply. It was all there, just that heaven needed earth's agreement. Oh, my, my, my. That's what Mary did. She's a little maiden girl. She said, be it unto me according to your word. And miraculous things started breaking out. Over here's angels providing. Over here's revelation gifts flowing. Over here, God deals with somebody to bring finances to it. Over here's divine protection. Over here's oh, just. And the whole thing started by one person say, I agree. <laughs> That's powerful. You know why some people's, people, some people's lives are mundane, boring, ho-hum, normal, unexciting. They never make their contribution. 
to heaven's supply, to heaven's plan. Contribution is our faith, our consecration, which is all our agreement. Hallelujah. How many of you know heaven's not done working things like happen? Now, there's not going to be another virgin birth or anything like that. But I'm talking about heaven's plan is not done. This baby grew up. This baby went into the ministry, performed miracles, then went to the cross, fulfilling the plan. The plan's progressing. He raises from the dead. He uh, tells the disciples, all authority is given unto me. Here's my authority. Go. Go up to the upper room. The Holy Ghost comes on them. Then signs and wonders break. See, that plan just kept, kept progressing, kept progressing. Nothing had been happening for 400 years, yet one woman said, I agree. And the whole church age started. What will one person's agreement do? But I'm nothing. I'm a nobody. Mary was a, in, in the sense of, not, not in the eyes of God, but I'm talking about hum, humans' eyes. She was a, just a pure little maiden girl over here. But in the eyes of heaven, she's got what it takes. She's got the ability to say, even when she didn't understand. Notice she didn't say, I understand every detail of how this is going to work. You have explained the whole thing to me. And since I understand it all, my mind can calculate it. Now I can agree. She didn't know. She didn't understand everything. She probably didn't even understand the Holy Ghost is going to come on you and you're going to conceive supernaturally. She probably didn't fully comprehend that. Nobody had ever had that happen before. She can't go to YouTube and say, this happens from time to time. So she agreed, she agreed when her head couldn't figure it out. That's what I mean by she had what it took. In heaven's eyes, she is highly favored among because she's got what it takes to just say, I agree. You know, that's the biggest thing people struggle with when it comes to agreement is this trying to figure it all out. I could not figure out how aviation was going to get funded, but I just said, yes, Pastor Debbie and I both. I don't, I don't mean just me. You understand? Praise the Lord. And the flash mob broke out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your, agree- your, your agreement is your contribution to the plan of God. The thing that always stands out to me when I watch those, because I've watched several of those videos where those flash mobs break out and they'll, they'll video. The thing that always stands out to me was I couldn't figure out who... Before the flash mob broke, I couldn't figure out who's, they, they just look like normal people milling around and, right? And, and that's the way it is with this kind of agreement. You, you can agree and not really, under, okay, who's going to, how's going to, when and, and where, and, and you just don't know. But it's all there. Whenever that girl puts that contribution in that box, you can see all of a sudden they were all right there. Just couldn't see it. And if you'll agree, all of a sudden what you can't see, all of a sudden will be right there. And you'll say, it was there the whole time. God had a plan. He was working his plan. Oh, my, 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 my. When you agree, all of a sudden a glorious dis- display of God breaks out. <laughs> And you'll be tempted to say, I never had it on, I never had anything like this. This is powerful. That's right. You never agreed like that before. You know, a lot of Christians have the mindset things are hard. The Christian life's hard. It's hard to get ahead. It's hard. It's hard. No, what makes it hard is disagreement. Don't, it takes practice to learn to just agree, agree, agree. Some people have practiced disagreement, disagreement, disagreement. To the point that if you say yes, they'll, they'll take the other side to it. It's a bad habit, and it bleeds over into their spiritual life and makes everything hard. The things of God are not hard. You get anything out of the Word this morning? God's plan needs you and my's agreement. Now, just to think about this a little further, we'll wrap this up. Uh, 
this was back, this was back, you know, in the beginning of the church age. Well, the, the, Jesus was, the church age was ushered in when he shed his blood. But you understand, this is Jesus, the, the one who was going to shed his blood, coming into the earth, and somebody had to agree with that. Yeah. Right. Um, but this plan is still progressing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're not in the day where there's a baby born in the manger. We've come through the, the ministry of Jesus, the cross, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day, of, uh, the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts. We've come through the beginning of the church age and the, and the dark ages, and then we're over here into the end of the church age. This plan is still progressing. God has a part for us in this part of this whole plan that he's looking for agreement about just as much as whenever it all started. Let me ask you a question. If you celebrate, because so, this is celebrating Jesus' birthday. Although most people agree it was not December 25th, but whatever. It's probably September, all right? So, but but that's, that's neither here nor there. We're celebrating Jesus' birthday. Jesus coming. Uh, not, not, not his beginning of his existence. It was the word made flesh, right? So... Um, when you celebrate, let's say you, your parent, you are parents and your children have a birthday. And they're getting up teenage years and at times progressing and so forth. You don't always go back and talk about that day they were born when you celebrate their birthday now. Right? right? My, I mean, you really don't. You might from time to time think about it. But, but really, celebrating somebody's birthday now, it's all about what they're doing now. Who they are now, what's important to them now, what's going on in their life now, right? Well, why do we celebrate Jesus' birthday and always go back to the day he was born? Why don't we celebrate what he's doing now? I have one brother I pick on from time to time. Probably only done it like two or three times in my life, but, but he was born... No, I don't mean picking. I mean about this. He was born in a snowstorm. My, my mom started having contractions, and it was the middle of uh, winter, and, and the snow had blown all the roads shut. And uh, it was very hard to get. Mom's having contractions. very hard to get her. They had to hook the tractor to the car, pull the car across the field with the tractor to get out to a road, you know. And I told my brother, you started creating problems the day you were born. I'm telling you what. <laughs> But the point is, we, I've only talked to him about that two or three times in my life. If it's his birthday and I call him or whatever, it's all about how you doing, what's going on, how's the family. It's never about that day, except when I'm really looking to pick on him. It's all about him now. Well, how about, how about when we celebrate Jesus' birthday, we don't just make it all about that day. Amen. We talk about what he's doing right now. Praise the Lord. So don't only just think about him in the manger, sing songs about the cattle lowing and the baby wakes and the town of Bethlehem and the starry night and the innkeeper said there's no room in the inn. The devil wants you to focus on that and be religious. And blind people to the real story. Amen. Don't keep Jesus as a baby in the crib. You cannot be saved believing that Jesus was born in a crib. Or, or you know, a manger. Whosoever shall confess with thy mouth the lordship of Jesus, believe not in the heart, God raised him from the dead. You got to go on in the story and believe the resurrection to be saved. Am I making any sense? Jesus grew up. He had a ministry. Amen. He preached the message. He went to the cross. He redeemed us. He went to hell, raised victorious over the devil. He has a ministry today. What's he doing today? What's he doing at the right hand of the Father? What's his plan for us today? What, what is he saying to us today? He needs our agreement to bring him back again. His plan is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. His plan is the last great harvest and the, and the gathering end of the souls of the earth. He's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. He's looking to come back again. Can you say amen? amen? 
So let's be about his plan. Let's, let's, make, let, let's, let's, let, let's let Mary's example of agreement with the plan be how we enter into 2024. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And let's see all of heaven's supply, all the miracles, everything that is needed. Praise God. Did you get anything out of that? Some people will, will go to heaven and never know until they get there what they missed in this life because they said no thank you to God's plan. Just as simple as being a part of a church or just as simple as obeying him in, in all the areas of their finances or people think, nah, no big deal. Well, when you see your calculator button can't calculate what you missed. Yeah. <laughs> Mary and Joseph couldn't calculate. If they'd have said, if Mary would have said no and Joseph would have said no, all the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, all that value, they could not have calculated that. All that the angel's visitation saved them from. How can you calculate that? Praise the Lord. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Don't let what your mind can't figure out keep you from the plan of God keep you from agreeing with the plan of God. You can see God's plan and, and, and your flesh draws back from it because you can see it's going to create needs. Don't let what you can see keep you from tapping into what you can't see. I'm not just talking about making a plan and going about to fulfilling it. I'm talking about getting God's mind. Hallelujah. You know, the power to walk on, for Peter to walk on water was not while he's sitting back in the boat. It was when he got out on the water. We've got to get this right in this era. We've got to get this right. Because without getting this right, this whole era depends on it. Just like heaven depended on a little maiden saying, I agree. Today, us getting this and getting this right, the whole era depends on it. Jesus coming back again depends on it. Say it out loud. I'm, I'm, I'm getting this. I'm getting it real good. As they say in Nigeria, I'm getting it well, well. <laughs> Isn't that right, Amala? I'm getting it well, well. And you don't get it because you heard it preached. You get it by practicing it. Practicing it. Practicing it. Practicing it. When, when the Spirit of God starts moving on, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'll do that, Lord. Write it down so you never forget that you're doing this now. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on up, honey. You got something? Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Imasoko ehe peratushehe pante. Thank you, Lord. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for what is prepared for you. Much supply is waiting on this congregation. Much of what heaven has in store for the future hangs just above your head in the glory of God. So open your heart to that which the Spirit of God is saying unto you. And don't not, do not draw back and your life go lower and lower and lower and lower. But agree and come up into the high life that heaven has prepared for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. Say it out loud. Yes, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Well, but how does the Lord talk to me? Number one, through the word. But number two, what's in your heart? What's in your heart? Praise the Lord. But it's not convenient. That, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Doesn't have anything to do with it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You got something to say? You've got the key for Silent Night. <clears throat> Praise God. Give us a key for that, please.
Father, we give you the praise and thanks for the opportunity we have to follow your plan, to follow it for our corporate body together as a church, but also individually. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. 2024 will be the best year yet. Hallelujah. It'll be the year where your plan moves forward with great progress. Thank you, Father. We say yes to all that you tell us to do. And we also say yes by our consecration. Hallelujah. We'll not back out of anything you put in our hearts. And by your grace and your power, we'll do it all that you put in our hearts. It will all come to pass by the faith of God and by our agreement and our confession. Thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. With heads bowed, please. No one looking around. In fact, you can be seated just for a second. If you're here this morning and say, I'm... I'm not even in the beginning of God's plan because I'm not even in the kingdom of God. I've never received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. With heads bowed and no one looking around, I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning. Just, for, just by saying yes to the shed blood. Yes to his offer for you to come into the family of God and be born of the Spirit. And uh, be translated out of the kingdom of darkness and receive eternal life, we call it. The Bible calls it eternal life. If that's you this morning, you're saying, I've never made that decision. I've never agreed with the work of Christ on the cross and never accepted it for myself. And I'd like to pray for you before we go this morning. So if that's you, would you just lift up your hand and say, by lifting your hand, just saying, that's me. Pray with me. I Pray for me. Thank you. Thank you very much. I see those hands. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. There it is again. I Thank you. Thank you. I see another hand. Praise God. I think four or five hands here. Anyone else? We're going to include you in this prayer, but if you would, raise your hand so we know who we're praying with, who we're praying for. Before we pray, anyone else? Thank you, sir. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. This is how the plan of God starts in all of our lives. This is just the beginning. Just like when Jesus was born, that was just the beginning. This is just the beginning, you being born of God, born of the Spirit. So thankful that you're responding. Anyone else? We just want to make sure everyone that wants prayer is getting prayer this morning. So anyone else? If you've lifted your hand, I've seen it. Thank you for holding it up. But if you don't, if you don't want to, you don't have to keep it up. I see your hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. We're going to pray. It's a simple prayer. It's found over in Romans chapter number 10, verses 9 and 10. It says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lordship of Jesus... And believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. 
So let's just do that. But I'll tell you what. We've got, I don't know, six or more people here, I believe, that, that raised their hand. Let's all pray it with them right here in our seats. You want to do that? Let's all pray right out loud. And particularly those of you that raised your hand, we would like you to pray this. And, and say it loud enough to where you can hear yourself say it. But let's all do this together, everyone together. Say, Father in heaven, thank you so much for your son Jesus. I acknowledge that without him, I'm a sinner. I've, I've lost all the presence of God and fellowship with God that belongs to me. But thank you for Jesus, your son, who came in a manger but came to die for my, in my place to pay the penalty for my sin. I acknowledge him this morning as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. I receive you, Jesus. I confess you as my Savior and Lord. I believe you raised from the dead that you are Lord and the Christ today. I receive you as such. I thank you now I'm a new man in Christ. My old man is gone. All my sin is washed away. Now I'm a brand new person. Like Jesus said, I'm born again. This whole inward nature of sin is gone. And I'm a new creation in Christ. I receive it all now by faith. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood for me and for washing me clean right now as I pray. I'm now saved. I'm now a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all just rejoice with them. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you, Father. We have the right now to declare these are brand new uh, creations in the, in, the, in the blood of Jesus. Father, that their past is gone. Satan is defeated. They're now a child of God. And Father, they are free from sin. And they are on their way to heaven when you come again. Thank you, Father, for each one of them. They're precious to you. And Father God, we thank you for this, these new members of our family. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Glory to God. Give God a shout. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord.